<laughs> okay, one more time. All right. I'm April Margulies. And I'm Christopher Tompkins. And you're on the line with the Hype Busters. Welcome. Ready for some real talk on strategic communication? You're in the right place. Hey, I'm <laughs> doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, <laughs> it was like such a Fonzie intro. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, no, everything's been going well. It's uh, it, I, can you believe it's February? No. Huh. I mean, I, I I was looking at the. I was like February seventh, and it's like we're we're skidding right into spring. Like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be so, spring and summer like immediately. I know one of my dogs started shutting today and I was like, what is going on? Where's her? Uh, what spring? Oh, is that a thing? Yeah. I don't know about shedding. She starts shedding her. Oh yeah. Cause you have the. Hypoallergenic. Sh- yeah. The, the shedless dog. Um, you got a bougie yeah. doodle. <laughs> a bougie doodle. Yeah. No, she starts, they, they shed, they, they put on extra hair for winter. Mm-hmm. And then in the spring, there's just hair everywhere. Like they're okay. just, they shed out all that extra undercoat that they add oh, to stay man. warm. So she already started it. And I could, for a second, I was like, what, what's, what's happening in your hair? Why, what's wrong with you? <laughs> and then I realized it was February. I thought it's too early for that, but I guess nature is telling her that it's almost spring. Yeah. And my accountant is telling me it's almost tax season, which is always a thrill uh, especially, no. I mean, I don't know about Terrible. you, but do you find that some of your clients punk out around tax season? Punk out meaning leave. I haven't put that correlation together, but now I'll, I'll be on the lookout for that. See if I've that seen it happen. Yeah. Really? Usually it's like, it's like one or two. It's not like a mass exodus. But oh it's no, usually... I got to pay taxes. Bye. Yeah, exactly. Because can't afford you anymore. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. That $16,000 tax bill is, uh, what I'm really focusing on, but anyway, onto more positive things. Yeah. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so we have okay. So let's uh, let's get into the news. So we have a story that you were you were we were talking about before um, with the morality clauses. Yeah, this is interesting. So there have been in the era of social media scandals brands and companies are starting to add morality clauses to their contracts to protect them if there's a new brand partnership where the other brand does something that creates a scandal, right? So for example, they usually stipulate that a company may terminate an agreement and also be compensated for certain damages incurred as a result of illegal or immoral actions. Yeah. And I mean, I think this is an interesting idea. It's even something that when I read it, I thought, huh, that's, we could even do that with our contracts for clients. So in the event a client did something that we wouldn't sanction, that we had the right to pull, you know, our services from them or something without, well, with cause, right? wonder how that would work because, you know, in, in, I don't know if it really happens as much with, with you. I bet, I bet it does though. People might put press releases out on the sly that you don't know about. 
Um, but we have clients that log in and put things on social media all the time that is supplementary to what we're would doing. It would make a lot more sense for you than for yeah, us. Yeah, I think it does. No, so in our case, it would be if, you know, the executive did something that we wouldn't have sanctioned and then there's no way for us to fix it. And suddenly they're our client and we still represent them or something, but I don't think, I mean, I'm not seriously thinking about doing this right away, but it did make me go, huh, that's interesting. But for you, that might be a implement that sooner than later situation. Cause you don't want to have to run damage control for something a client posts on their own social. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what I, I mean, it, it, it have to be something. That's a that good is, question too. You know what? Like I, cause I, when I read that, I felt like how the article was angled was towards not getting canceled because someone else is, that's kind of what it seemed like to me. And, I agree. And I, but I feel like that's more of a, if you're, do, if you're, if you're, if you're brand and you're getting a spokesperson, like I would think that that would be immorality. You could have a morality clause in that because then you could mm-hmm. immediately distance yourself from it. Um, but for me, it's kind of like where it's, it's a social conversational type thing. So it's, mm-hmm. no, no, it's, it's, it's tough because we've had clients that, um, have, um, just really bad password management skills. Um, everyone has that, I guess, to an extent, but, um, and they had them published on, on public, public drives that they were using with all of their, all their internal staff. And when, if you fire someone, they're going to get your passwords. And they were doing, they were tweeting out like vulgar stuff from the client's account. And and the client called us and saying, Hey, what's going on? (laughs) I'm I'm remembering that scandal with PBR. Oh yeah. Not sober January, whatever it was. Try eating. Yeah. Trying it. So, (laughs) but yeah, but. Keep your password safe, though, folks. Oh, and if you fire somebody, like take them outside and fire them, and then lock the door. <laughs> okay, this is a funny story. My, Seriously, um, my brother's wife—they she worked for this big hearing aid manufacturer that's down here, um, in Florida, and they are just a really interesting company. Let's say interesting rather than being negative and calling them jerks. But the um, they uh, how they fire people is they they at the very very end of the day. They watch the employee that they're gonna fire, pack everything up, and say, "Hey, I'll, I would. I'll let's let's walk and talk. I'll talk. I have somebody to talk to you about, and I'll walk you to your car." So anyway, they walk them out, and they said, uh, as soon as the person is outside of the door, they stop in the doorway and they say, um, "I'm sorry to let you know we're we, we're making a change, so you're not going to have to come back to work again." And then they close the door and lock it. That's how they fire their employees. That's insane. I just guessed on the chat if it's that one. Is it? No. No. Okay. Huh. Okay. It's this one. I, I don't think, I don't, I don't know if I'm. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, I know someone that works in Florida at that. Okay. But then I wondered if it was. Okay. Yeah, no, no, it's Audible. Oh, but the, really um, <laughs> our new sponsor. <laughs> Call me, call me, call me. Oh my God. That's so smart though. Yeah. Um, (laughs) But then I was, I, uh, she was telling me that people will like throw their bag at the door and bang on the door and then they wouldn't leave outside. They would like stay by their car and wait for you to leave. And like, like a bully after school kind of situation. 
And then she'd have to like sneak out or get like an oh Uber to get god. out and like, oh my god. Oh my god. I mean, all over hearing. Oh, Audible. So anyway, uh <laughs> I like this morality clause thing. I think it's smart. It might it might be vague enough that you would get in trouble with um some prospects or partners, but because they usually say something about like immoral activity or behavior that shocks the public conscience, you know, which is still open to interpretation, but. Something for nothing. If I put that into my contracts, the people that I was mentioning before that were line editing the terms and conditions would have no clue what that meant. And they would be all over that section. No, I know. It would, I, I mean, I looked at that and I immediately thought, oh, that's going to, that would be something if we added it, we'd have those, the clients that are very careful about line editing contracts would have a conniption because they wouldn't know what that yeah. meant. But so morality clause. Anyway, maybe not for us guys, maybe not for us, but they're out there floating around. Interesting. <laughs> so All right. going, going from morality to more morality, not really. Let's hear it. What is it? Snapchat and Facebook agree that the future of social media looks like TikTok. Stories are out. TikTok is in. Um, I found this uh, article from The Verge. Um, and I don't necessarily disagree with this because um, all of these, the power Snapchat users out there, I'm looking at you, April. Um, <laughs> yeah, I don't use Snapchat. <laughs> I don't either. I never understood it. Did, okay, have you ever seen... Um, someone using it, like a teenager using it? No. They just take pictures of like their feet or the ceiling or like just their head in it just like a little bit and they share it. Like that's 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 one of them. It's not just like filters and shit. It's like just random shots. Huh. Like they'll just take out their camera and just go and take a picture and then send it. And uh, my nieces were doing it. Like this was this was a few years ago when when that age of people were using Snapchat, and because uh, they're they're teens, and um, yeah, I was like, "What is that?" And they're like, "Oh no, this is how you do it." Like, or a picture of them like like taking a shot like this, and it's just like their face in like the very corner of the of the image. It's weird. And I, and I asked them, I said, why are you, why are you sharing pictures that look like you've been kidnapped? I mean, I don't understand like what, <laughs> why do these kids, is it kidnapped? Random sheep? body parts. Like you just, you like your feet. Like you like only your chin. Like what's happening? Oh my God. Speaking about feet. We had a whole conversation <laughs> about who would start only fans to make money off of selling pictures of their feet. It was one of, it was one of the best brainstorming staff meetings that we've had so far. HR wasn't included in that. Um, but yeah, we had a whole long discussion about it. And 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 I would say 80% were takers on the feet. Oh my God. But I digress. So Snapchat and Facebook <laughs> think TikTok is the way to go. Snapchat has already incorporated like total ripoff TikTok um, format. Facebook and Instagram, obviously both the same company, but they are also doing the same thing. So short video content really is um here and it's going to be here to stay so i think the biggest thing on the story that really resonates with me is not that tiktok at once once again is being brought up but what tiktok content actually is it's all I, it's, it's engaging short content 
So I have what might be a dumb question. I'm here. Are stories on Instagram or yes, reels? And, rather, and Facebook. Sorry. Re, but no, sorry. Now there's this new thing on Instagram reels. Is yeah. that inspired by TikTok? Yes. Um, so reels, okay. not a new thing. Um, but they, it's been around for a while. Just so, just so I don't lose credibility here. <laughs> You're I not in that world. It. You're not in that world. I, fin- I finally got on Instagram recently. I was like, what's reels? Oh, that's new. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Uh, dear listeners out there, I got tagged by April on Instagram <laughs> over the weekend. I'm like, what is this account? <laughs> I actually used Instagram for like. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I know. Um, well, and then I realized we're not Facebook friends because I tried to tag you there, but you didn't accept my friendship. Oh, I don't log on there. I know. This is this is this is a big secret with a, a big mystery of Chris Tompkins that you'll you'll find out. I don't want to be on social media when I'm not working. <laughs> I really don't want to be on it. It's like when you were a waiter you in do your teens. Like if you were like waited tables when you were younger. Every time you go to a you go to a restaurant now, you're still judging that service. Like you're looking right, at everything right. you're doing wrong. So I don't like to go out to eat. So right. uh, th- this is this is the same same concept. But I will I'll dig that up and friend you so that we can we can use Grandma's platform to talk. But um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the reels um, reels came out um, in response to TikTok's popularity. Uh-huh. And um, then what happens is reels are very similar algorithmically to TikTok um, yes. videos. So a lot of, you can get a lot of views. Unfortunately, I don't feel the reels have the com- same conversion rate that TikTok videos do. And TikTok is okay. as a channel um, because Instagram, like I mentioned, I think one other show, it favors people using all, all of the different plat- all the different tools they have, like stories, posts, um, reels, all that good stuff. Um, because stories can contain video too, but these are very specific. Reels are very specific. Um, but I, I, you know, I think a lot of people are going to really struggle with this. I, I mean, the whole, the tick tock of it all, it's hard. I mean, it's hard to create video content, That's especially brands that want to get involved. Yeah. But just because they're young, don't hire them to do TikTok. This is this is this is just I'm just saying I've already seen this. I've seen brands that are just like, oh, you're young. I'm hiring you. You manage our TikTok channel. And it's like a hot mess. It makes no sense. It's not engaged. Nothing's going on. It's the same thing like when social media came out and, and uh they were like, oh, you just graduated college. You you know Facebook. Um, what? Anyway, I digress. Short video content. Um, Snapchat, Facebook, or, and Instagram are all thirsty for TikTok fame. So speaking of uh, those companies that are too big to fail, seems like. <laughs> You're loving this transition. I was gonna... It's great. I know where we're going, <laughs> folks. So I'm just seeing, I'm just letting her drive it. This is not power steering, by the way. This <laughs> is not Speaking of monopolies, um, Amazon. Oh. <laughs> we're, we're almost there, folks. We're we're like parallel parking this one. <laughs> I 
and I had to redo it a few times. Um, so Amazon announced this fourth quarter results and we found out exactly how much revenue Amazon is making on ad sales, which is ridiculous. Yeah, it's 9.7 billion. Now, it, when we hear that number, obviously it sounds crazy. And if you look at like comparatively speaking, um, YouTube um, generated uh, 28.8 billion in ad revenue in 2021 um, and Amazon made 31 billion. So it's pretty, uh, pretty sizable. It's basically the amount of money that they're making is, is the same as the entire global newspaper industry which is nuts. And then you think about that a little bit more and you're like, okay, but that's not the biggest, right? That they're not number one. No, they're not. Google is number one with 61.2 billion, which is quite sizable, meaning Google's still the king and Amazon is a prince. Um, so uh, the queen though is uh, Facebook at 32.6 billion. So those are the two, that's number one and number two. Crazy. It's like, it's, it's, it is. And, and this is where this is like, I wish that my clients that want advertising or want social media marketing would see the correlation between these numbers and, and how much it is to actually do successful social and digital marketing. There are uh, advertising is a major part of it. It really is. Yeah. Even if it's a, a, a small nominal budget, you have to be ready to pay for some advertising. And then it's like, well, I don't really want to do that. Well, it works. You know, I mean, it does work. And that's why people do it. And it's made to work. So you spend the money. So, I mean, I think Amazon really pushing the ad platform once they kind of figured out how to do it, because it took them a little while. Um that's where, I mean, if you're selling something online, that's where you're going. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've had product companies that we've worked with that during the holidays would have, um, we would drive traffic to their website for purchase. They would have a 90% bounce rate and they would, because what they would do is they would go to that page, see what the price is and go on Amazon and find it and buy it cheaper. And so... Why don't, we have, why don't we advertise on Amazon instead of doing it this way and kind of just feed it directly there? Yep. So is it worrying? Is it, is it, is it the world turning into an extended play Wally movie? Um, I don't know. Have you, okay. I should, I should, I should stop there. Have you seen Wally? No, I was just about to say, what, what is happening? Mm -hmm. Wally, the right. movie. <laughs> On today's episode of cultural <laughs> education. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was like, wacky Wallens? What's happening? Wally is a movie um, by Pixar. Uh -huh. and, it's, and it's basically the world has, um, the world has been um, dominated by an Amazon-like company called Buy, oh, Buy and Low, no. I think. And um, there's so much trash generated from overconsumption that they, the earth is uninhabitable. So they go into it, they get all of earth's people and put them that's left and put them on a spaceship and lift them out. And then there's one little robot that's that it's depressing. one of the cleanup. Oh, it's and guess what? It's 90% silent. There's like no dialogue. There's like maybe like two pages. I mean, of dialogue. you're making fun of me for not having seen this, but it sounds horrible. It's really good. It's, it? a, it's really, really good. Yeah. It's good because it it's, so it's boring. 
it's super relevant. It's basically the Amazon story. Sorry, Amazon. No tagging, folks. I see. Okay. All right. It's worth, well, it's, worth will... a, it's worth looking. It's very calming, too. Okay. Since you said it, I will watch it tonight. Excellent. Oh, look at that. She's totally yeah. lying, but I really enjoy. No, the... no, I might. I really might. Oh, I might. Really See, she said she would, I... and now it's no, told no, might. I... <laughs> and then, and then, yeah. Well, this I ran out of go. I ran out of Bridgerton, and I am not going to have more until March. So, <laughs> Bridgerton. <laughs> and I just can't face the Pam and Tommy of it all just yet. It's so depressing. I'm obsessed. Now I have to wait till March 25th. <laughs> okay. My, my our fine listeners she said it's so depressing i love it and then this movie sounds extremely depressing no wonder i never heard of it <laughs> i feel like you would have heard of it if it was so depressing and you were into that anyway um so that's no, no, uh, that's I, all the we show have isn't for... depressing but it's depressing that i have no more until march oh I richardson is steamy Girl. yeah it's steamy is is good. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna leave that one right there. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right, what else do we have for news? Um, that, you know what? Enough of the news. You guys, okay, you, let's you, move, you, let's you're move full, on. You're full. You're full of news. Amazon was our swan song on the news segment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get into point counterpoint then. Oh yeah, it is definitely time for that segment. For today's point counterpoint, we have quite an interesting little number, um, which involves coronavirus. Uh, the star of Fear Factor and two classic rockers. Hmm. So Spotify, just I know I'm I'm just leaving. It you got to rip off the bandaid, and now you're parallel parking. What's happening? <laughs> I know. Okay. I started a bad trend. I know. I swear to God, <laughs> I want I want one front end in, front end in. <laughs> <laughs> Spotify is removing uh, Neil Young's songs after he complains of misinformation. So this is talking about this is a New York Times article from a, a little bit ago, and it is referencing. Um, Joe Rogan on his podcast was talking about coronavirus and um, where there was some misinformation shared during that podcast. And um, as a result, Neil Young and Joni Mitchell of Joni Mitchell fame uh, both said, Spotify, please, not English, please remove my music catalog. So this is interesting because um, obviously Joe Rogan's um, podcast is on Spotify. Not my number one place to listen to podcasts, by the way, but no judgment to anybody that's listening to Hype Busters on Spotify. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, I <clears throat> obviously Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan, right? And um, I just thought this was really interesting, I guess. I didn't see this one coming with those two. Um, I didn't either. Yeah, what, are your, what, was your th- what was your initial reaction to this? Honestly, <laughs> it, felt, it felt like a stunt. I felt like somebody paid them to do it or convinced them to do it for some reason. And then it was, it felt inorganic to me. I think partly it felt inorganic because 
I think of them as being classic liberals yeah. who are not in on the cancel culture, yeah. modern take on liberalism, which some people call illiber- illiberalism because it's so, you know, you're liberal only within these confines, but you're yeah. not actually liberal. And I feel like the class, I mean, they're like, they're old school hippies, right? Like these are the people that you think of when you think of like legitimate liberalism. So for me, it was, it was this clashing of realities. Like, no, wait, how did you enter this era of crazy when I, I want to keep you in my memory as (laughs) these like beautiful preserved liberals of the, you know, of that, of that time and not the, whatever's happening now. So I found it to be, it seemed contrived to me. Um, I don't understand. I mean, he does a podcast show that's famous because he's not, because he's liberal, right? Because he invites everybody on from Alex Jones, whatever you think of him, to like, you know, smoking pot with Elon Musk to, I mean, he's, he's the guy that literally talks to everyone. And I admire that. I think mm-hmm. that we should all as human beings be able to talk to everyone because everyone has value. Everyone should be respected and everyone has something to bring to the table that we might learn from. Even if we disagree, we can learn things from people we disagree with. So I think the reason Joe Rogan is popular is because he's catering to an audience. He's showing people that you can talk to people with differing opinions and have mm-hmm. engaging, interesting conversations. Mm-hmm. He doesn't buy in everything everyone says, but he gives mm-hmm. them a platform to speak their truth. And that's why, that's why he's popular. That's why he has more listeners than the New York times has readers. Right. I mean, he's, he's playing a role. So what I don't understand is why pick on this one thing? It feels politically motivated. It feels like, okay, who can we, who can we pay behind the scenes as our spokesperson to make a scandal out of this thing, but let nobody know that it's Pfizer that's paying for it. Right. It feels like some (laughs) pharma company. I mean, this is like, now I'm putting on the, like the conspiracy. No, my God. It's only me. I know, but I feel like like Pfizer and Moderna or somebody paid them a handsome amount of money to go and do this and make this stunt to get, you know, more propaganda out there about, you know, anybody that's going to talk crap about their vaccines or something. That's how it reads to me. I don't know that that's what happened. I have no evidence of that. That's just on a gut level. It feels like foul play. If I were, if, if I could, if I could see the foul, I would, I would put the flag on the, on the, you know, on the field, like like foul, (laughs) it's not legit, but it's just a gut feel. I, I, uh, I honestly miss this story entirely. Um, because when I hear the word Spotify, Joe Rogan, Neil Young, and Joni Mitchell, none of them raise my attention. So, um, I, I'm not like, Oh, what happened? Because Joe Rogan, like you said, he's he's very polarizing. So obviously people are going to be talking about him all the time. And it's always attached to some scandal. So, I, I mean, I got it. Not not interested. Um, I was, when I had to dive deep in this and look in this, I thought it said a lot about Neil Young and Joni Mitchell's politics. And I thought to myself, oh, I didn't really think that they would be like that kind of person. So I thought I was kind of... 
I think for me, it was more like, hmm, why are they, that's so, oh, so that's is the truth. Like, this is how they really feel. It's like they're, 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 because come on, coronavirus, coronavirus misinformation. It's old freaking news. Like it's old news. It's boring. So, so why, uh, so if you're going to, if you want to get, if you want to die on a hill, but I was going to say also, we don't even know yet what's misinformation. We're finding out misinformation yeah. day by, I mean, the narrative is changing as, you know, like with the seasons. So um, you can cry misinformation, but I mean, it could be at the end of the day that the government or Pfizer or Moderna was the one putting up misinformation. We won't know till next season. <laughs> it's like, you know, I think it's just a, it's a weird thing. I mean, there was actually a story recently about about how dangerous it is to predict things around coronavirus. And I would say the same is true around making big claims about misinformation or what we know or don't know. Because I have a feeling the history books are gonna look real different than what it looks like right now. I, I agree with you. And we're gonna that's know why- so much more. I mean, we thought at first it was like, oh, it's gonna be over by X date. Oh, it's going to be over once we have the vaccines and no one gets it anymore. Oh, it's going to be over once we wear masks. So now that we, and it's, it's just like, you know, it's like a joke at this point. It's like, exactly. a, it feels like a, it feels like a global prank. Yeah. And, and just, that's, <laughs> and, but the people that are, but what I find is that the people that are really drawing a land on the, like a, like a line in the sand, when it comes to misinformation, I don't necessarily respect them and i feel like they some of most of those people are really informed mm -hmm. so i i'm kind of like i lose a little bit of respect so for both of those both of those liberals i felt like oh oh okay what else do you think that's that's what i was putting you know, no no and i heard a couple of podcasts where i mean neil young became a joke because of this happening and so they were on there you know singing new lyrics to the old man song and like making just totally poking fun of him and he became the punch the punchline of the whole podcast basically it's like three callbacks to it so it's like it was a big risk for them to take which makes me think also that somebody paid them to do it because why would you put your neck out like that yeah especially when you're not you're, it's not on brand it's like you've been out there talking you know there's certain there's certain famous people that are kind of famous also for being vocal about politics and things. I don't think of them as being two of the artists who do that with any regular, like any regularity. So then why, why do this? Yeah, I was just, I was just, I was, there was, um, this is not mean, but I, I, I was, I had something in the back of my head about Joni Mitchell having something wrong with her brain. Um, and she did have a brain aneurysm, but this, this has no bearing on the story. I was, I, for some reason, I thought she had unfortunately had like a mental, um, mental decline. And mm -hmm. I was wondering if it was her people that were doing that or her estate that was making that decision, um, instead of her, but because the estate would be the one that would be in charge of the publishing. That's sad. I hope that's not true. I hope it's not true too, um, but um, I was just, it was just something I was, I was looking into, but it's probably not the case. I mean, um, I also just want to throw in here that like 
Joni Mitchell and Neil Young are two of my musical heroes. And Mm I am absolutely smitten with everything that they've done basically. And, you know, continue to find some of their music, the most powerful songs ever done. So this is not, you know, this is not to take away from my thoughts on this do Mm -hmm. not still detract from my love of their craft. Uh, But it's, but it still, it still stinks. Something is, something is off. Yeah. I think this story really made me want to revisit Fear Factor season one and just, or even um, (laughs) Joe Rogan's work in Suddenly Susan, which was really seminal, but um, yeah. (laughs) Or was it news radio? He was on one of those shows that didn't last long. Uh, So I, I still like Joe Rogan. I think he's interesting. I don't take the time to listen to his show as much as I probably should because i do think he has interesting people on and i i did listen to his interview with kanye and found it absolutely fascinating yeah it's, just, it's too long for me <clears throat> that is that is part of the issue for me too too long if it was condensed it would be one thing it's an hour and a half is that usually what it is no, two hours more than that yeah. three hours yeah i one I, I i remember for a while they were like four hours an episode oof okay yeah on top of that yeah that's like freaking gone like gone with the wind <laughs> what what a great what a great story in there all right with that should we get into cash or trash oh my god please let's get out of this section <laughs> gone with the wind gone with the wind gone, answer man. cash or trash oh bloody hell <laughs> okay so we have Ad anatomy. Gold Bond finds more ways to say sweaty balls than you ever knew was possible. Okay. As our lead story, we have two more. We have we have. So we're gonna we're gonna start off with balls, and then we'll end up with Shake Shack. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) To be like, yeah, you're right. That's how I want my weekends to go. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay. So uh, in Ad Week, we have Bridgerton. Bridgerton. <laughs> it's steamy, according to it, April Margulies. It is. It's Oof. steamy, April Margulies. Trust me, girl. <laughs> oh, girl. <laughs> Up next on the cancellation charts, Margulies <laughs> appropriation. Okay. Um. So this ad week article is um, Goldbond finds more ways to say sweaty balls than you ever knew was possible. And creatives from an agency called Terry and Sandy are explaining how they brought life to an idea they never thought would be approved. I, I, I Honestly, uh, Goldbond and sweaty balls kind of, are the, that's the thing. Supernatural fit, yes. Yeah, very natural. Um, but it sounds like in this, they they do some series of euphemisms right yeah Mm -hmm. in this campaign Mm -hmm. yeah there's a whole bunch of different uh different setups and people doing different things and different places and different times and different eras and they're all kind of alluding to straight up yeah so great does that make me want to go out and uh, number one i've never seen this ad before we looked at it I've never heard of it. And this is the, uh, this one looks like it's a Super Bowl ad, personally, from my opinion. I think you're right. I bet it's a, right, it's a preview of that or something. 
Uh-huh. And it's a big, well, no, they just outright release them online now before they like, cause you've seen the, um, I told you about the um, goop one, didn't I? I'm not sorry. The Uber, the Uber delivery. With Gwyneth Paltrow. No. Oh, no. Your hero. Um, no, uh, Gwyneth, Gwyneth Paltrow. I, I, she's fine. She's, it's kind of like skim milk when you want full fat. But like uh, she's, um, there's a new Uber delivery because Uber is Uber Eats food. But now you can get like Uber, you can get people to go to the dollar store, Dollar General, of Sears, like whatever. I'm, Sears doesn't even exist. Why, my, my store choices were very odd there. But um, yeah. very, it's very telling <laughs> yeah. and very odd. Um, I don't think you go shopping anymore. Yeah. You have shopped since the 80s. I know. It's like my only thing is like Zares. But um, anyway, uh, it's her ordering her vagina candle and she's eating it. She eats, she eats her vagina candle. So she bought it from the Uber delivery because they were selling it at one of the stores and then oh. she, it gets delivered and then she oh. eats her vagina. Why? Because it's a vagina candle and she's eating it. And but she's not, she, she's straight. No. <laughs> <laughs> Where we're going? This is where we're going. She's eating a, a uh, she's eating a candle, and it says vagina on it. And then my buddy April over here is like, "She's no, she's straight, right?" I mean, very confusing. Only lesbians eat candles nowadays. <laughs> what the hell? God, what am I eating? <laughs> What's in your wallet? <laughs> Wait, it's, it's a vagina candle. No, but it's it's uh, you you know the vagina candle though, right? No. Oh I'm shit, a guys! I'm I, everybody listening out there. I expect her to know some of this stuff. <laughs> I, so, okay. like, I don't understand. She's you need context. Vagina? Okay. What's happening? You need context. Okay, so she um she sells candles that are vagina scented, and it's a thing. It was a big thing. She put them out. And then it was on all the news. It was covered in all okay, the news, everything. Uh-huh. And so obviously she did it on purpose as a a grab for attention. And then she sold them. They're like $85 for a tiny little candle. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. I'm not paying $85 for a vagina. I mean, candle. I wouldn't want to smell a vagina candle. I could ask you, would it be scented? But I think that would that would put us into the parental vi- advisory category <laughs> <laughs> on Spotify. I, I Neil Young got my Joey <laughs> <laughs> Mitchell's like sayonara. I'm going over to Napster. <laughs> I'm going to LimeWire. Oh <laughs> LimeWire. <laughs> but yeah, so. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an Uber Eats. There's like a there's a that's actually we we'll probably end up talking about that in the future, cash or trash. Um, but you're you, you need too much context first. So you once you get it, I see. So yeah, so basically, it's a product that gets delivered, and because Uber Eats is for food, she starts eating it. So I'm guessing the rest of the people are getting deliveries of actual things, and they start eating them. I see. That would be my guess if I was because I think an on the nose. Because you're making fun of the fact that they're not edible, but it's from Uber Eats, but you're getting things that are not edible to eat. But then you're eating. Okay. All right. Okay. I. I okay. I. 
I'm still gonna trash that. Shit. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. So, sweaty balls. Sweat. Oh my God, sweaty balls to vagina. What a segue. I. I mean, that was a layup. That was, that was amazing. <laughs> that was yeah. Amazing. Okay. So, do you want to go on to Michelob? Wait. So, did you give it cash or trash? Um. I'm going to uh, trash that because um, I think it's a lot of money for something that's not going to be very memorable. And they're going to run that until I hate it. So, okay. I'm good because you know why they have to use euphemisms. So they can run that ad widely. So it's not like they're trying to be clever and <laughs> it's like they can't just say, sweaty balls, sweaty balls. My balls are sweaty. My balls are like, you can't put that on at like four o'clock in the afternoon. Right. When Timmy's no. watching um, Paw Patrol. Paw Patrol. I don't know if they're putting gold no, the bond. kids are watching think, these days. Paw Patrol. <laughs> they're watching Paw Patrol and the commercials gold bond. <laughs> like, what is this targeting for the advertising? <laughs> then um, okay. we got the brewskis. What's up with the brewskis, apes? Or we're doing Shake Shack last. Shake Shack last. Yeah, leave it in the back. Okay. Even the back. All right. So Michelob Ultra unveils a streetwear line to reflect a growing wellness strategy. <clears throat> so this is interesting. So they're they're launching the first sportswear collection known as Michelob Origins. And the lineup is made up of 16 t-shirts designed by eight Mexican artists. And then the merchandise is available on the Mexican streetwear chain Lust, along with some other locations. Hmm. Campaign reflects their shift toward marketing itself as a healthy lifestyle forward brand. I think that's really odd. I don't think of, wait, are you on mute saying trash, trash, trash? Or are you just like, (laughs) are you just making, just just singing. It's awful. It's awful. Why Michelob Ultra and health? First of all, alcohol and health no no i just it's like there's so many people now on the west coast that don't drink anymore because it's not good for you right it's it's like the new smoking in a lot of like healthy lifestyle vibe like circles right i mean i know this is like it's it's starting on the west coast it will soon be coming soon to the east coast right like there's this sort of like you know it, it used to be cool to get wasted like it used to be cool to smoke and now it's sort of like ew you still do that you know like there's this that it's sweeping the nation west to west east so i feel like there is just out of touch it's it's tone deaf makes no sense i like the mexican artist aspect of it if they're going for that Mm -hmm. i I think that's really cool but i wouldn't i would go with urban like urban streetwear but leave the health thing out of it because there's no way you're going to make beer healthy i'm sorry what? it's not a thing what dork is going to buy this clothes and wear it i mean it says michelob on it i mean you're wearing oh, it's just like a dorky brand anyway it's a total dork brand um and it, and on top of it this looks like some shit that they'd be giving away at like a like if you sign up for a credit card, you get a free like Michelob Origins T-shirt. Like it's it's just so stupid. It's also yeah, I, I don't know. I I don't. It doesn't uh, trash. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <coughs> trash. 
and trash. No, I, I, <laughs> I really, it, it's one of those things that like, as soon as I read this story, I was just like, oh, I will see this in this outlet store, like within months. Like, you know what I mean? If they try to launch this big, it's going to, it's going to close out store. It's terrible. It's terrible. All right, let's move on to Shake Shack then. So, um, nothing like Shake Shack dating. So Shake Shack hooks up with DoorDash for a chicken sandwich themed dating site. Oh. <laughs> so, uh, girl, girl. So. I had to to bring it back for the third callback, you know, improv laws. What do you, yep. Rule of threes. Um, DoorDash and Shake Shack are partnering on eat cute, a limited edition dating site themed around the restaurant chain, spicy Buffalo chicken sandwich. Um, And the site's going to (laughs) operate from February 3rd to the 15th. Um, The 15th is the national day of discount chocolate. Then um, customers can visit letseatcute.com, create a dating profile, upload a selfie, oh, selfies, and share how spicy they like their food. Oh, my God. Okay. Um, and upon that, what, why are we wasting all of our time, world? Like, this is, this is what we're, you know how much freaking time went into developing this, this app, I'm sure, and how many meetings and all of this time wasted on this fucking stupid idea where did you guys meet oh she she was a mild and i was a wild day (laughs) (laughs) oh my god wait on a chicken app white crash chickens Um, chicken sandwich app keep matching so what's your heat level i'm just looking at the I, i mean oh god I mean, as if online dating could get any worse. Somehow they made it even worse. I thought just when you thought it had reached an all-time low. Nope. Turns out there's a way to make it even more awkward and weird and unnatural. And then you're using your chicken dating app, which you feel is safe and wholesome. And then you get a D-pick. I mean, it's like before you know it. <laughs> thought you knew that person. <laughs> you get the D's and then a V. Oh. <laughs> And then a vagina candle from Gwyneth Paltrow. <laughs> Minty. But like, uh, yeah. Um, I, what do we think about this? Trash. Yeah, it's total trash. This um, is terrible. Very, very bad. Um, I mean, this I, is like worse trash than the other two. I yeah. give an order of trash today. Gold Bond is the least trashy. Least trashy, Yeah. Middle is Michelob Ultra's partnership it's pretty. to do the weird lifestyle sports mm-hmm. collection. Yeah. And then to be healthy. Sportswear, fine, but to be healthy, no. Uh, he really doesn't like that. Play, play pickup basketball, <laughs> sure. Fine with that. Um, and then Shake Shack, trashiest. Oh, my God. It's trash, trashier, and trashiest. That Shake Shack story makes me smell like grease like you know like fried chicken grease like that's what it makes me smell and i don't that doesn't make me feel love no no yeah it's not steamy like bridgerton 
No, so good. <laughs> oh my God, the moan. I mean, this is, people are going to freeze that and replay it. <laughs> how these people are nowadays. I got my staff selling their feet on OnlyFans. <laughs> There's going to be a gif of me now. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a dog that's ready to bark because they have to go outside. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I would say that that might be the award for the trashiest cash or trash that we've ever had. I agree. It was the worst. We, we hated everything. You know what though? I don't know if we could put anything that we would like in that section today. We're in we're in that mood. We're in that mode. I After mean, that Spotify bit. story, I thought I mean, <laughs> April turned. <laughs> when her heroes were brought down, <laughs> April Margulies went dark. Bridget. Oh. <laughs> Another one they're gonna freeze and replay. <laughs> oh my gosh. What? Is she a lesbian? So, um, <laughs> that's probably my favorite of the day. Oh my God. Wow. I didn't actually ask that. I said, isn't she straight? Isn't she straight? I don't understand. Oh gosh. Well, that's so funny. I think uh, we had a. Is it a rap? Rip Roaring Hype Busters episode. Mm hmm. <laughs> I, I i hope people just love the long laughter periods in this show i mean it really it, they're probably like wrap it the fuck up i mean come on <laughs> hit or quit it get out joe rogan hit or quit, girl. <laughs> hey, that's the fourth time that's a, that's not good that's not good no one laugh out there for the fourth one i didn't say it you did you said different. You said <laughs> I thought you were like revving up for it. Oh no, 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 no. I thought you said it. I'm done with it. I already did I did the third callback. You can't do another. You can't do another that's one. It. Yeah, that's that's, that's you know, you I know the rules. Yeah, she knows. She knows the rules, guys. Good. Don't I've never with. done past three. Don't fuck oh. with the AM water, baby. All right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, everybody okay. out there in the universe, a big hug from me. Um, but thank you for joining us for another episode of Hype Busters. And if you have any questions about the news, companies, or or uh, anything you want to share, please go to our contact details in the show notes below. I'm parallel parking. Give me a break. Mm, please. And our DMs are always open for the news companies and suggestions you want to hear about next. So if you're looking to, uh, for a chance to put your brand in the hot seat, we want to hear from you. Also, um, slide into April D April's DMs whenever you want. Um, she is on Instagram. It's the dustiest account ever. So you might have to blow <laughs> off a little bit of the dust before you actually get. And also, um, if she doesn't see the notification, she's going to ignore you. But um, anyway, you can do that. Also, if you want to sponsor us, Audible, please give us a call. Um, I'll pick it up and we can uh, get you an ad on here. We'll see you next time for more real talk on strategic communications with him, Chris. My. And me, April. All right, folks. See you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs>